Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Roughhouse Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roughhouse Podcast, episode number 354 for recording date, January 14, 2024. Hi, I'm Marty. Hello, I'm uh, Kristoff. Thank you guys for clicking play on this. Um, yep. You know, done a lot of episodes of the show and uh, hopefully many more to come and just just quick 30 seconds all we ask for. You know, yeah, that's, that's uh, all. Just, just let it just let it register there. That's all we need. And and we've got a lot to get into. Two big shows last night. Uh, we're on the road to the rumble. People are getting injured left and right. But before mm. that, I have to absolutely plug once again. Uh, Flying V, Super Art Fight, January 26th, January 27th, Silver Spring, Maryland, SuperArtFight.com for tickets, Art Fight Night 1, Pro Wrestling Night 2, should be a really fun show. I'd love to see the OG 538 live and in person. So please, superrfi.com, pick up some tickets, and we'd love to see you there. I thought you were going to plug uh, that your your band is opening the second stage on the HF Festival this year. <laughs> you're kind of you're, you're kind of giving off vibes of uh, somebody in a band that would play the HF Festival in 1999. Right now, <laughs> it's more that my head is cold. Uh, for for <laughs> the right, non- layered, I'm layered up. Fair. For for the non-patrons, uh, uh, you can get a video version of this on the Patreon every single right. week. Five dollar uh, tier, the Slayer Soapbox tier. Yes, indeed. Patreon.com slash Roughhouse Podcast. Um, yeah, I'm wearing a beanie uh, while while <laughs> we're recording, uh, and again, it's because I'm cold, a little bit yeah. cold. I have the heater going too. Yeah, um, I'm wearing a turtleneck, a hoodie with the hood up, and a fleece over it, and I'm sitting with a blanket around me because I have no heat vents in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is on the struggle bus. Um, yeah, I, mean, I feel like I've crash landed in the Andes and, uh, you know, just trying to find uh, warmth anywhere I can. Well, speaking of the struggle bus this week. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. All right. So a few weeks back, Giovanni Vinci of uh, Imperium. Knocked, okay. That's the other uh, guy. Yes. Knocked out cold. In a tag match. Yeah. Stop the match immediately. Kudos to them for doing that. Yeah. So we had that. Friday night, very snake bit for WWE as Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes went for what I believe was supposed to be a top rope Spanish fly. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And it looked like Theory landed on his head and then on the way down, Hayes' head landed on Theory's neck. Yeah, neck or chin, you couldn't really tell yeah, exactly. Somewhere in that general uh, uh, vicinity, which did not look great for either competitor there. No, no, it looked very bad. And then uh, co- coincidentally, also on Friday night during uh, a NXT house show in the Largo loop, uh, Cora Jade apparently fucked up her knee or something. Uh, we, we don't uh, know all the details on that yet. but uh, So she's going to come back with two big knee implants now? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but... Dudes are just getting hurt left and right uh, right now. Uh, and I just want to say, um, for our patrons especially, you already know where this is probably going to go. 
I believe ROG Justin Schlegel has cursed the world of professional wrestling. <laughs> it's all his fault. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. He made a certain prediction on his uh, uh, 2024 prediction list, uh, the most recent edition of Schlegel Soapbox, and it looks like we're starting to see it come to life every yeah. single week. Uh, yeah, I, I know that pro wrestling inherently has risks. Yeah, it's a dangerous gig. Yeah, it, it is. It is live action stunt work. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have crash pads for the most part, unless you're like 65 years old and they want to protect you on the way to your retirement match. Or Sammy Guevara being a complete dumbass. Yes. Yes. True. Um, but I, I don't know if it's just a weird time, if it's just a coincidence, but like just a lot, a lot of back to back injuries for that company. Um not not great, especially on the road to the Rumble, because you need as many warm bodies as you can possibly have. Right. Preferably ones <laughs> who could take a bump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you don't want a, a concussed Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes out there. I mean, it's, it's not not going to be great. WWE has the ability to they, they have they'll find bodies. They have people. Yes. Yeah. There there are old people they can bring in. You know, X-Pac is uh, doth protest too much about appearing in the Rumble. So he's definitely going to be in the Rumble. And there'll probably be a couple of the other old heads, you know, if they need uh, bodies like that. For, they're doing men like the men and women are, are both getting their own Rumble. That's like the new norm, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the standard issue here. Yeah, so they'll you know the women's rumble has always been the more difficult uh, to pad out uh, yeah. because they don't have as deep a, a roster nor as deep a, a legends bank to go to, sure. uh, if you will, to to withdraw competitors. So, um, which is why we get our Kelly Kellys and uh, you know mm-hmm. of the world. Uh, Michelle McCool pops Ugh. back up. Yeah. Um, I will say talking about the women's rumble real quick based off of stuff. We'll talk about later on in the show. I'm pretty sure I know who's in the women's rumble and who's definitely not in the women's rumble this year. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get into that uh, elsewhere in the WWE this week. Uh, Cody Rhodes is telling the internet. He has not gotten to, I'm not sure if Which he means saw, he's gotten to. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if he saw his quote to sports illustrated. Uh, he said, the rock is a great one. He's still electrifying. CM Punk is one of the greatest stars in the history of wrestling. <laughs> I know what I'm up against. Look at the roster. It's loaded with stars, but that doesn't bother me. I'm not flinching. I'm not rooting against anyone else. I'm just working to make it happen. Well, those checks are coming in. So yeah, yeah like know. get paid Cody, but yeah, you are decidedly lower on the totem pole than you were just a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. Like, Which is even lower down than he was this time last year. So, you know, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see where he ends up landing for uh, mania. I know that there was actually a lot of rumor and scuttle about that. Oh yeah. They're going to do rock Roman, but it's going to be at elimination chamber in Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, Roman drains is not booked for elimination chamber. So okay. There goes that. And um, that's kind of crazy to do like a big show without your channel. Well, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to do a uh, tall Paul without your, <laughs> without your double. Is he still, is he still double champ? Does he still have two titles? Do they get joined? Uh, What's the official? Uh, I, he has one physical belt. Like, they, okay. They, so they kind of just, 
brushed the other one under the rug and gave Seth a brand new shiny. And they, and they put like a gold background on on what was the uh, I guess that was the world title, whatever the black strap one was. They, okay, so they modded uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's like a gold inset that the logo's in on versus that a cut gold out incest. I'm sorry. Inset, inset. Ah. Okay. Set. Not talking about Katie Lee and Paul Bertrell. I'm talking uh, about. I thought we were talking about uh, Vince and Steph. I, mean, I was like, okay. Ooh, boy. <laughs> well, uh, man, oh man. On the Dwayne topic, he posted a uh, a comment on uh, on uh, Instagram this week. Uh, he said, "These electrifying nights are so special and unforgettable. The connection with the people, the energy, the vibe, authenticity, disruption, love, mana, the chills." And mm-hmm. now we go make history, raise the bar, and do things that have never been done before in WWE. We go all out and all in. Okay. Sir. That Sir. is a loaded word choice at the end there. Sir. Come on. Very you know. loaded. Look, it's, I think it's I been... Think, I don't think that that part means anything at all. No. I, he's probably just oblivious. Um, yeah. Because apparently, and I found this hysterical, uh, Dwayne posted a video of him trying in and out burger for the first time, something he's done two or three times in the past. So yeah, either uh, his short-term memory or I guess long-term memory at that rate uh, would be, have been failing from maybe a, a chair shot or 10 to the dome over the uh, course of his uh, days in mm-hmm. the world of pro res. Uh, I don't know, but I did find that hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. okay, man, dude is doing everything he can to try and rebuild some goodwill. You know, his TV show's gone. Uh, he's, he's out of the DCEU. He's kind of snake bitten in Hollywood from trying to cook the books after the fact. Um, yep. He is, uh, he's laying it on thick. Yes. But I wanted to propose to you, Chris, what uh, is, I do. sorry. Oh, what? fantastic. Uh, what, <laughs> patrons get a uh, first pick of seats. Um, <laughs> So he's saying they're going to do things that have never been done before in WWE. Oh, so we're bringing it back to incest then. Okay. Yeah, great. I mean, well, I mean, well if rumors are me believe that's, that's done and dusted. Just help me step cousin. I'm caught under the ring ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him a new and different bloodline. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. I did not expect this. <laughs> to happen this morning. <laughs> I'm not sorry though. But we've to be fair, we've already had a live sex celebration on Monday Night Raw. That's so true. We- and we'll get into the whole uh Edge yeah. Rebby Hardy, Matt Hardy situation in a little bit, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh I I have no idea what that could actually mean. Is he just gonna like pop up on raw and eat a six foot party sub in the middle of the ring commercial free. Like what is, what is exactly never been done before? Uh, uh, live execution. I don't know what's uh, <laughs> is going to sacrifice. solo Sokoa to the Koreans or something. I don't know exactly what it means. Maybe, maybe he's just alluding to them two fighting Roman and rock fighting in ring, uh, as one champ in a main event. I don't, I don't fucking know what he's going for there, man. Yeah. I, I, I just thought that was kind of an odd thing to say. Things that have never been done before. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're well, he's not physically able to do anything that's not been done before. So, right. Right. <laughs> Rock going to bust out a shooting star at mania. Oh my God. Wait. Um, elsewhere in WWE, uh, 
guess what, Chris? Hmm. They're finally doing it. Butch is teasing that he's going to be Pete Dunn again. Okay. So. Uh, is he still in a faction? Wasn't he factioned up? Uh, he was factioned up in the Brawling Brutes with uh, Sheamus and, oh, what's his name? Green as hell. Broke Biggie's neck during an oh, angle that guy. in, in NXT. I can't remember his name. But, you know, a guy McBreak neck. Uh, yes, he was in that group. Okay. And now he's teamed up with Tyler Bate because Tyler Bate got called up to SmackDown this past okay. week. Okay. All right. So that's the whole thing. Tyler Bates like, you need to remember who you are and where you came from and blah, 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 blah. So probably Pete Dunn again. Um, this has been talked about as something that was supposed to happen for easily a year now. I was going to say 10 years, but okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very much one of those things that was underlined. Like, oh, you know what? Paul's got the book. He's, he's going to do it. He's going to turn him back. And uh, well, I mean, if there's, he's been consistent as in uh paul yes. Levesque, yes h cubed um he's been consistent in following through with his nxt kids i'll say uh for, Very for, for good or for ill um i'm not sure what the current situation with johnny gargano and uh tomaso champa is uh gargano or, was working main event this week oof yeah Ch- uh was on raw if not this week definitely last week Okay. All right. So, so he's he's still watch Raw or are you just reading reviews? Uh, I read reviews and anything that sounds good, I try to track down. That's okay. really it. All right. Um, speaking of Paul, mm-hmm. Paul's special projects now have a name. Uh, that, oh, of course, yeah. the, the, the faux name that I gave the thrown together group of Karrion Cross, uh, the Methods of Mayhem, Tonka yes. and Razor, and of course, <laughs> Paul Ellerine and Scarlet, they now have a name. Yes. Uh, they will be known as the final testament. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Which that is that like I can see a young Paul Levesque in his denim jacket writing that in pencil on his notebook cover. Oh, I mean, there is a band, Testament, that I'm sure yep. was forefront in his mind. Like, okay, I really like Chuck Billy, man. Like, I kind of want to do a Testament reference here, but we can't just call it Testament. So let's find another word here. Oh, yeah, uh, First Testament? Fun. No. Yeah. no. Final. Uh, studded uh. Testament? No, that's too gay. Okay, yeah, final. Final's pretty good. Let's go final. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I expect how that went. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, in terms of uh, groups that haven't had a name that now apparently have a name, Bobby Lashley's been aligned with the Street Profits for six months at least. Right. Really? Now. Yeah. Uh, they Did I know the that? Uh, I think we talked about it because I mentioned okay. to you Street Profits were heel, and you went, "That's the dumbest thing ever." Because they're natural baby baby faces. I stand by that statement. I don't recall making. So they've been they've been a trio. They haven't had a name, and the only way that one would one has connected the dots to think they have a name is uh, Bobby Lashley updated his Twitter bio. Okay, and, uh, he mentioned that he is the leader of the Pride. So that seems to be the name of that group, not the Lasherellis. Not the Lasherellis. It was right there, man. Hey, oh, hey, Bobby. Whatever the name of the other Italian stereotype is from NXT, just throw them together. Well, Chris, guess what? I could hit this button. 
Hey. TNA is officially back, Chris. Last yeah. night, Las Vegas, Nevada. It was TNA hard to kill. Yeah. Who was hard? Um, I mean, depends on how you feel about certain WWE stars getting signed to TNA. <laughs> Uh, I, I would assume that Scott Demore, at the very least, was half chub all night. Oh yeah, but, no, no, no. He was, uh, if not a full six to midnight, he was probably at ten o'clock. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but the TNA name is back. The TNA name is back on all the belts. New titles on everybody, and a lot of titles changed hands. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, Alex Shelley dropped uh, his TNA World Championship to Moose. In the evening's main event. Moose is still going. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jordan Grace once again became knockouts champion, beating the undefeated Trinity, aka so Naomi. She's leaving. So she's going to be in the Rumble. <laughs> uh, we had, uh, what was it? Tommy Dreamer lost the digital media championship to Crazy Steve. So who gives a shit? Um, Crazy Steve. Yes, uh, he was part of that. Was he not- the d- decay guy or something? Yeah, or yeah. okay, the, the, the not quite. Uh, well, speaking of the decay, uh, they uh, the f- the female version of it of Havoc and Rosemary won the knockout tag team titles. So that was okay. Real change on the show, but what people are talking about was not one but two WWE signings debuting on the show. Okay. Uh, they had teased. You won't believe who shows up, which of course made people go, "Oh, it's Mercedes." It wasn't Mercedes. Some well, she people, was there. <laughs> well, no, she, she was in. Uh, she was at New oh, Japan. She, I oh, I thought they were at the TNA show. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right because they were there for Naomi. Uh, she yeah. and, and Bailey were there. Yeah. Um, like Stat- Statler and Waldorf up in the balcony watching with masks on. Exactly. Um, so. It turned out that the big surprise reveal that you won't believe is going to show up. Uh, it's Nick Nemeth, the former yeah, Dolph Ziggler. He popped anybody up. Anybody could have figured that out. <laughs> uh, he is uh, directly, you know, setting himself up as a challenger for Moose. Confronted him. They did the stare down to end the show last night. Okay. Today they're doing TV tapings, and it's going to be him versus Zachary Wentz of the uh, what? Are, not the Rascals. Rascals. Thank you. Um, I pull that out of my ass. I know, right? Uh, (laughs) Just something kind of fascinating about that match, which was being taped today. That will be Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, whatever you want to call him, his first match not in the WWE system ever. Really? He never, he he was a full product of OVW to WWE to back to OVW to WWE his 20 year career. Dang. Yeah. So that that's going to be a first for him. So we'll have to see how, how that works out. But, um, if he's going to show the world, I don't know if you knew that about him. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if he still is. Cause now there's a new downstate theme that he has, which sounds like his old theme. God, who is uh, giving those guys business? Come on. Why? They just, oof. yeah. Okay. But, also debuting on the show and uh-huh. seemingly uh, becoming part of the knockouts division. If you saw her and were confused and going, am I supposed to know who this is? I don't blame you. Once again, revealing a new face. <laughs> it was Dana Brooke making her 
okay. Impact debut, TNA debut. Version uh, 4.0, were we on, or 3.0? I don't know. No, which. One of the many Dana Brooke clones uh, okay. popped up in Las Vegas. Uh, she has a hole to do where she's dressed as a star, and she has a besuited man next to her, which is totally not something being done on another television show. Oh, no, 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 no. And she's per- kind of like she's from the Roaring Twenties, see? She hasn't talked yet. She just My was darling. sitting ringside. Okay. Uh, they did mention her new ring name, which is Ash by Elegance. Not great. Okay. Not great. I mean, her um, real name is Ashley Sebera. So. Yeah, no, no. That is fine, but Ash by, by Elegance. It sounds like a, a perfume. perfume. Yeah. A scent. Yeah. That I would uh, not buy. Yeah, the, there would be some confusing commercial for it on television starring some Oscar-winning actress that looks like a fever dream. And then at the end, it just turns Being out. chased by a sweaty Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just Amber Heard's life, minus the Oscar. <laughs> minus the Oscar part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. A, instead of the Oscar, it's just an email being fired from Aquaman 2. <laughs> Right. We're on one today, Chris. Hey, buddy. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see how, how this plays out. I, I think Nemeth to TNA is probably the best move there. Um, I, I, I certainly don't think AEW needed him at all. No, I'm uh, kind of happy he's not showing up in AEW. You know, if he's doing some time between TNA and New Japan, New Japan has working relationships with, you know, Impact and or I'm sorry, TNA. God, it's going to get hard to get used to saying that again. I know, um, right? Because uh, I just like conditioned myself to call them impact. Um, yeah, and I just started remembering to write 2024 on my checks that I never write. So I understand. <laughs> I was say, you're still writing checks, my guy? <laughs> <laughs> that I can't cash, yes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, womp womp. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Nemeth is a perfectly fine fit there. Like, it, sure. it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it feels like uh, 2009 all over again, where the WWE cast offs just go right to TNA. And, uh, you know, yeah. if they have a, a, a cup of coffee in New Japan, that's good for them too. you know, expand their uh, horizons. Well, speaking of New Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah, I'm the segue now. Yeah, you are. Look at me. I'm the segue now. Uh, they've had a big week. They announced some very, very big matches for the New Beginning Tour. Um, they also had a show uh, in California last mm-hmm. night, uh, which was very much event-filled. But let's uh, let's go in order. Uh, they announced w- uh, the lineups for the New Beginning at, in Osaka and the New Beginning in Sapporo. Uh, the February 11th show already mentioned as where Will Ospreay is having his final match in New Japan Pro Wrestling, at least as a full-time wrestler. United Empire versus the Bullet Club in a 10-man steel cage match. Also added to that show, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Let's go. I'm excited to see it. It yeah. feels weird that it's going to be on a new beginning show. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, Brian has a limited timeline here, so we got to get him uh, get these matches in while we can, I guess. Fair, fair. Um, the IWGP tag titles will be on the line as Hikaleo and TJP defend against Kenta and Chase Owens. Chase Owens still employed. Hikaleo and ELP? T- oh, sorry, ELP. It was okay. written as TJP here. So 
I was going to say, wait a minute. Like, I just this last right, week. Bro. They're the G-O-D. E-L-P yeah. is in G-O-D with H-I-K, L-M-N-O-P. And uh, I was confused and then got double confused now. I, I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, uh, Chase Owen's still employed. Kenta going to be going back to Japan. Kenta kind of outing himself as possibly an anti-vaxxer this weekend, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said something along the lines of, uh, need vaccine for green card or something like that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, not great. Uh, um, but then uh, that takes us uh, to Sapporo. Uh, I'll have one. Will, which, which will be headlined by David Finley defending the IWGP Global Championship against Nick Nemeth. I'm sorry. I fell asleep after you said David Finley. What came after that? Nick Nemeth. So oh, okay. Dolphin David, they're, they're going to have their match on the 23rd of February. And then also on that show, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the New Japan uh, World TV title against Matt Riddle. Hmm. And uh, Matt Riddle was quoted this week as saying, he's going to be working New Japan, but he's not going to Japan. <laughs> so he's, hey, that, that actually shows he has a brain cell <laughs> to not go to Japan and uh, get busted for some kind of THC product. Save this after being announced for the show in Japan. So, well, maybe he doesn't have a brain cell. I retract my previous statement. Not the smartest guy. Uh, <laughs> and then February 24th in Sapporo, that show is main evented by Tetsuya Naito defending the IWGP World Heavyweight title's first defense against. Sonata. Sonata, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Yawn. Uh, not not the most dynamic choice by no. By no. But that sent us into the Battle of the Valley show uh last night in California. Um it was on paper a New Japan strong show with just, you know, some bigger names yeah. in the main, including the uh, final match uh for New Japan US for Will Ospreay, him versus Okada. Okada, of course, winning. Sure. Because Ospreay's on his way out. But what people were talking about was some of the other random things that happened on the show, including, of all things, the New Japan debut of. We do not deserve Taz on commentary. As a nation, as collectively, we don't deserve him. But man, am I happy we have him. What a joy. Uh, He's not a joy, however, is Jack Perry, who showed up last night uh, in the old uh, tried-and-true wear-a-bushi mask to fake somebody out. Um, Mm -hmm. He jumped Shota Umino, I guess, after uh, Shota's match. um, And tore up an AEW contract in the ring uh, mm-hmm. with his new uh, beard and mustache combo. Um, I, I will give him this. He was able to grow it in. I don't yeah, know if you remember when less he was patchy then. turning heel, he was trying to grow it out and it just looked shitty. Can you get hair plugs for your chin? I'm not sure if that's, you know what? Probably, you know, just thinking about the Hollywood connections. Dude. I don't have that problem. Yeah, I, know I need it on the top of my head. <laughs> I need actual to reverse it. You need to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, uh, Jack Perry uh, apparently going to be doing some stuff in New Japan, going against Shooter. Um, sure. Tore up, tore up the contract, and then put a uh, armband on that said scapegoat. Okay, I mean, 
So laying it on a little thick. Yeah, you know, subtlety, my guy, subtlety. Uh, I am sorry to report, Chris, that John Moxley defeated Shingo in the semi-main. Of- I know. However, Shingo yeah. did show up to an ODQ match wearing jeans and a white uh, muscle shirt. So he understood the assignment. My guy. Bless you, Shingo. Yeah. Uh, I saw I- a couple uh, highlight spots here. Uh, there was a pumping bomber with a chain wrapped around Shingo's arm. She only got a two count. That chain would later end up uh, choking Shingo. He basically Mox hung him outside the ring with the chain around his neck. I'm not sure if that was a finish because the video cut off, but uh, very well might have been. The, the finish was a, a Death Rider through okay. a chair, open oh, chair. Ooh. So, uh, you know, definitely went MDK on him. Uh, Post match, Moxley cuts a promo calling out Nido, and it will be Nido versus Moxley at the. April 12th, Windy City Riot show. That'll be fun. But honestly, it's the other match that they announced for Windy City Riot that's got me a little more uh, stoked because I'm not sure how it came about, but it's been announced that uh, Hiromu uh, will defend the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship against Mustafa Ali. Well, it won't be for the junior title. Oh, it's Uh, not? Yeah, because oh, uh, he doesn't hold it anymore. Yeah, Desperado has it. That's right. My uh, bad. But it was just a random video package. So uh, uh, Ali has been doing since he was, you know, freed, quote unquote, on December first. Yeah. He's been doing these like almost campaign videos. Okay, you know, Ali twenty four and all that stuff. Um, he called out Hiromu and and that okay. on that show. And he's from and Chicago, will, so it'll be oh yeah, so. So that'll be a, a definite draw for that show. And they need it because like we were talking about last week, they're going to be at the wind trust, which is yeah. not a small venue. Right. Um, so I, I wish them all the luck of the world. Th- those first two matches though, as announced, like those strong start good matches. So uh, we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Another bit that was interesting was Julia of stardom fame retained the new Japan strong women's title. Mm. on the show. Considering there's been a lot of rumor and scuttlebutt about her possibly popping up in WWE with her contract ending, I believe at the end of this month, um, you know, we'll we'll have to see where she lands. But she's still the women's champ. So, I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't think Julia would be a surprise Rumble entrant because ninety nine percent of the audience would have no idea who the fuck she is no. so <laughs> uh she's more likely to if she does sign with wwe to go in through nxt and and work her way up through there i'd imagine 100 100 percent. uh yeah if you want to hear th- th- i think the number right now is thirty five thousand people uh, collectively scratch their heads right yeah, put yeah. julia in the rumble just <laughs> a whole lot of people going uh what which is all I hope I hope, uh, I hope the NXT name generator for her ends on a last name Gulia. So she's Julia Gulia Gulia. Gulia. Please, <laughs> please make it happen. And uh hey, just spelled like, the same way. It's just because <laughs> the way her name Julia is spelled, it looks like yeah. Gulia. Yeah, so it's just the same twice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Julia. It's, it's Julia Gulia. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to grow old with you. Uh, a lot to talk about from AEW this week. So I think we're going to forego our normal. Hey, this was this segment. This was that segment. All that. Okay. Stuff. 
Um, a lot of uh, discourse, unsurprisingly, on the internet after Dynamite this week. Uh, mm-hmm. The big surprise at the end of the homecoming show at Daly's Place was the return of the Young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks looking like a sleazy Gen Z version of Dirty Rat and Scoundrels popped up with gloriously bad mustaches. Yes. And, yeah. uh, considering that Darby and Sting were in the ring. It looks like it will be Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks in Sting's retirement match at Revolution this March. I, I mean, I'm of two minds of this. Uh, you know, side A is, you know, Sting clearly got his choice of who his opponents would be. And, you know, I, f- I don't know if it's a, if it's a, I really want to work with them or if it's, you know, these guys are instrumental in getting this company founded, which has given me this great swan song to my career. So I'd like it to be with them. Um, Or as I think uncle Dave put, you know, the young bucks can make anybody look good. They don't hit too hard and they will protect whoever they're in the ring with. So it's a safe bet in that. Um, But side B of my brain is for stings final match little maybe a little underwhelming in 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 that respect but i'm sure it will be a fine match um you know i'm sure darby will do something mega stupid considering Uh, you did mega stupid shit this week on regular tv like you did the week before right yeah Uh, exactly as he's wont to do um i'm sure it'll be fine um and i'm sure you know Sting will be happy, uh, provided he's able to walk out of there, right, <laughs> which he right. almost didn't on, on Wednesday from doing something stupid. So, um, yeah, that, that's where I, I I'm mean, at on that. I mean, to your point, Sting undoubtedly had saying this. I don't think this was Tony going, oh, this is what you're retiring. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Tony went to him and said, okay, who's not in WWE? <laughs> that you would like to have your final match with it can yeah. be someone from here. It can be someone from outside. You know, you want me to call up Mudo? What, like, what do you want out of this? Yeah. And the only thing that, that I think really kind of uh, points to why the Bucks. there was a, a video going around this week that was clipped out of the post forbidden door, first forbidden door uh, uh, being the elite. Okay. And in it, the young bucks who, Granted, self-grandizing, as always, on that show. But they said that after the match at Forbidden Door, because I think it was uh, Sting, Darby, and Shingo against... Uh, it was the Young Bucks, and I forget who the other... There's like I don't remember. On it. Anyway, apparently Sting really loved working with the Bucks okay. and really wanted to do something more with them down the line. I don't know if he had this in mind for this being his final match, but like... If he likes them and, you know, they are elite, they are AEW, it's it's, it's them. Um, I I think it's a perfectly fine match. The the show is almost completely sold out. Sure. The review is going to sell itself. Yeah. It's Sting's Um, final match. Yeah. Uh, And it's in Greensboro, right? So that's a big wrestling city to begin with. Yeah. And thank Christ, Ric Flair will not be technically involved in the match 
Oh, I mean, he was. I, he posted a video of him in the gym yesterday, and I yep. my eyes rolled so far back in my head, I had, had a migraine after. Well, well, let's talk about that. The main event this week that Sting and Darby were a part of, that Ric Flair was their second four. It was mm-hmm. a tornado tag match of Sting and Darby against the Don Callis family, as represented by Powerhouse Hobbs and Kanosuke Takeshita. Uh-huh. Um, though this was not Darby uh, Takeshita by any means. No, but they still had its moments. Yeah, this was a super fun, wild brawl of a match. Yeah. Um, one that, and, and this is this is me being a stickler here. Mm-hmm. One that I feel like had its effect lessened by Jericho and Sammy and Big Bill and Ricky Starks brawling around Daly's place earlier on in the show. Fair. Yeah, that's true. Like, I get that they needed to build to a street fight but they could have done it in a different way because right. that's literally what the gimmick was for the sting Darby Callis family match. They'd be brawling yeah. all around Daly's place. Um, I will say between, you know, the, the Jericho and, and, uh, and all brawl and then the sting Darby tornado tag them going around Daly's place. It made me a little wistful for the pandemic days of AEW. Sure. I mean, you know, there was they were some dark days in sure. the world and in AEW. <laughs> yeah, but there are also some very fond memories of that era, and you know, the parking lot brawl with uh, best friends and uh, what Pride and Powerful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and Sue rolling up in the minivan, and mm-hmm. you know, FTR's debut in the in, in their you know roadster thing. You know, they're. they're there are moments of stadium stampedes. There are moments that happen in and around Daly's place that, you know, I think it did help the homecoming episode of Dynamite to kind of bring up those warm memories and feelings. You know, yeah. Sammy getting run over by a golf cart in the concourse, you know. Yeah, well, uh, that that ended up being called back uh, later in the week. Um I, I'm mm. I'm 100 with you, but the match itself was wild. Uh, Darby yeah. doing a coffin drop off of some of the rigging. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say at the top of the arena, but you know, no. top of that section. Um, there was a heave ho moment that Hobbs and Takeshita did on Darby. Basically, used him like a jump rope. Did the whole mm-hmm. one, two, three, and we he went. To the entire other side of the ring, and did like two and a half rotations, and landed neck first on the bottom rope. <laughs> yeah, it, it it looked rough. It was brutal. But then you also have sixty-five-year-old Sting doing a scorpion death drop off of the stage through, admittedly, a crash pad-supported uh, table. Um, yeah, missed the first table, but got, yes. the, got most yeah. of the second. <laughs> Just absolutely nutty. Just an uh, just a wild, wild match. And uh, I wouldn't do that move. And I'm only forty. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm completely with you. Uh, and shout out Hobbs for going. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take a reverse DDT <laughs> off of. <laughs> yeah, right. Stage. Yeah, like you're really trusting Sting at that point. I mean, um, you know, if you can't trust Sting, who are you going to trust? Money, money, money. Who Has anybody? Trust? ever said like a a, like a a heartfelt bad thing about sting you know not that i can recall uh, he's got to be like the most beloved guy locker room wise you know like like the worst thing i've ever heard was people kind of motherfucked him for showing up to uh 
Starcade 97, clearly having not worked out or tanned in quite a while. Okay. Because um, that was supposed to be his big, like, okay, yeah. the, the, the title goes on him. Everything gets, you know, moved over. The NWO gets killed moment. But, uh, but in, the, in the grand scheme of pro wrestling, oh, yeah. <laughs> of all that's, the atrocities and yeah, all I, the I, terrible I, things people have done, that's a, that's a, a tiny blip. Yeah, and and by no means am I, I trying to equate that with anything else. Like that yeah. is the worst thing I can think of in terms of what people said about Sting. Right. I mean, you know, Sting fucking had to. Uh, well, he had to basically shoot pin a drugged out Jeff Hardy on a TNA show. Yep. Uh, you yep. know, there, there's all these moments of you know just him. Uh, whether it was trying to make stars with people who were teamed up with him in war games matches like Dustin Rhodes when Dustin was coming up or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Darby now, like the dude definitely knew his place in pro wrestling and tried to make it better from that spot. Dude, he uh, introduced the shock master. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he shocked the world. Uh, That's so, true. He did. So yeah. Uh, it's going to be weird that sting will be gone, gone because, yeah. It used to be, oh, okay, his TNA contract's up. He's going away. Oh, he signed for another year? All right, cool. More thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and I remember at the time being like, why the fuck did they, <laughs> did they hire Sting for AEW? Because it only made sense from Same. this idea of like, okay, it's a WCW guy. Sure. Um, I've been extremely impressed yeah. with this version of Sting. And no, the it, perfect it uses him. of him. You know, every match had meaning. Um, you know, he continued to impress with crazy spots, uh, and, you know, and to, to bring it back to, to why the young bucks, he's a 60 plus year old man. So a a one-on-one match probably ain't gonna, ain't gonna leave you with some happy memories. So a tag match where Darby can do most of the stupid shit, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and sting can still get his shit in and, and, you know come out looking like a million bucks all i hope is that the makeup he uses is waterproof so that when he cries at his retirement it doesn't look all uh all runny yeah, yeah he's he's definitely gonna end up crying in that segment oh, yeah. you know what you probably want the non-waterproof because you want that image of yeah of i guess the cried off face paint and all that fun stuff yeah. nevertheless so that was the main event of dynamite yeah Turn Dynamite was bookend by two great matches because the show kicked off with hangman adam page versus claudio oh, yeah. castagnoli I fucking loved this match, dude. I, I told you uh, via text that Daly's place hangman hits different. Like, it's just like, totally does. I don't know if it's something in the venue that just unlocks something on him or if he's just on the, on another ascent uh, to the top. That's just got his juices flowing. But dude was dude was firing. And this was like the hangman of old. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, was this. By comparison, a Darby Takeshita, oh my god, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. No, but it was it was two very, very good pro wrestlers who I'm pretty sure have never faced off before. At least in a one on one. Not a one on one, yeah, I can think of. Um I maybe they faced each other in that uh stadium stampede of Blackpool versus Elite or, or uh, I'm sure they've touched but, that. Yeah. Anyway, this was just hard hitting. Like this is why I watch AEW. Yeah. And, like two very talented athletes, skilled in the ring, getting shit done. And that actually tied in wonderfully with Samoa Joe's promo later on in the show, mm-hmm. where he set the tone and the standard for what his AEW world title reign was going to be, which is you want a title shot? Show me that record. Like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cow toe to, you know, dudes calling me out on a microphone or as he yeah. put it 
ho-ass comments on social media, which <laughs> pro wrestling tease. I'm ashamed of you that this, yeah. this happens when Dana Massey is not behind the scenes. You don't get those like word to t-shirt. Yeah. You know, direct lines. The redeem these nuts uh, clause as we call it. <laughs> right. Right. But it, it reestablished like this idea of AEW is about competition and winning titles. And I loved that. And it, it reminded reminded us of just how great Joe looks in a, in a suit with a belt. Yeah. That guy has aura for days. Oh my God. It's a real Kingpin vibe. Yeah. Like this dude is unfuckable and he is the top tier of top tier. So fucking great. So that actually added to the fact that he got not one, not two, but three different challengers in that same segment. Yeah. Um, Swerve making his uh, Daily's Place debut, which is clearly crazy. very hot. Yeah, uh, you know when he just did the very quick Who's House, the the sound of the Swerve's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recognize Daily's Place is not as big as some of the arenas they've been working, but that crowd fucking loved him. Yeah, um, and him getting in Joe's face and just being like, "Look, last year I told Hangman I'm going to take his spot. Now it's you." And that's 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 perfect. That was it. That's all you need. Yeah, and and I also love the idea. Was like, look, I'm this. This isn't me being mad at you. This isn't me like, oh, you're such a dick or whatever. Like, no, you have the belt. I want to be champ. So I'm just going to go ahead and take that. You got a problem? We can sell that later. Yeah. And I, I just love the casualness of that. Yeah. But then you had Hangman pop back up, and like you said. Daily's place hangman hits different fired up on the mic, getting all up at swerve shit, getting all up in Samoa Joe shit. Like I'm for it. I'm pretty sure we're heading toward a triple threat at uh, revolution for the world title, which hell yeah. Um, The only thing that is kind of funny is, and Hey, swerve pointed out, he's standing there going, I beat you twice, twice. (laughs) Yeah. And he has. Yes. So it's not like we have this rubber match thing that's necessary. Right. But Hangman is pissed. So that's going to, if this triple threat match happens, I'll obviously play into that. And then both guys going after Joe. Joe will undoubtedly do his uh, no look step away from somebody diving off a top rope thing. And I can't wait for. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna look, shape it up to be a banner year for Joe. But then after those two guys get their shit in, uh, mm-hmm. the hook signal flashes in the air. And <laughs> what a choice from for that fantastic photoshops uh, <laughs> over the past week of of things in the air. Um, and you know what? I I gotta give Hook some credit here because he, you know, his music hit. He came out. He did his little lap around the ring. He kept tough guy look. Got it right in Joe's face, and the size dis- discrepancy was more than noticeable yeah. but hook uh you know stood his ground looked like a badass said one week a couple times uh bare naked lady started playing and then we went to commercial it was, it was great <laughs> I, and uh, apparently that is the match we're gonna get next week uh, yeah. Samoa joe against 
the remaining members of Canada's 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 <laughs> bare naked ladies. Yes, uh, five on one. It's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, he's going to need all members of bare naked ladies <laughs> yeah, will uh, to take down Joe. Winner so. gets to be champion. Losers lie in bed like Brian Wilson did. Uh, um, losers have to eat the chickeny china, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> but it's going to be Hook versus Joe next week. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm into it. I. I sure. It, it, it was the definition of what Joe said he wanted in mm-hmm. a challenger. He's got the record. He doesn't post on social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, Here you go, bud. Here's your guy. Yeah. Have fun. Um, so I, I'm very much looking forward to that. The show also had two Brody Lee tribute matches. Uh, yeah. An eight man tag and an eight woman tag. These were fine. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily have anything for or against them. Yeah. I mean, the, they weren't for, you know, highlight reels right, uh, of athletic right. ability. They were, you know, for, for Brody's memory and for that, you know, successful. The, the thing that is kind of frustrating as, as a fan of AEW though, is it underlined. And I will say the talent themselves are at least po- as, or I want to say they're completely responsible, but they're at least partially responsible for this. Okay. Anna J and uh, uh, Preston, Vance Preston Vance. Yeah. We're like the people who are supposed to get the glow from these matches mm-hmm. because they were intrinsically tied to Brody Lee. Yeah. Handpicked. Handpicked. It really underlined to me how since Brody passed, how since the dark order went away, how since Preston joined LFI, They've done nothing really with either one of them. Yeah, and, it's true. And, you know, okay, so Preston Vance comes out and he, yes, he's uh, flanked by Jose, but he's the same white meat guy that he was, you know, I guess right after he got unmasked. Like, the, yeah. there's not a lot of there there. And, and Anna Jay, she looked like she was going to be able to be built up to be a star, but she's just plateaued. Right. And also the funny thing is, like, storyline-wise, when Preston Vance took off the mask, he, like, you know, gave it to Brody Jr., so, and, like, which was soul-crushing to that kid. And now he's out there in a, you know, remembrance match for his dad. So it's a little, you know. Yeah, okay. it's a, it, it a little odd, to say the least. But, um, you know, I want to believe that they can do something with both of them because on paper they have what they need. They can, you know, they're, they're carryable at worst in the ring. They have good luck. They have the poise. They are noted by at least the Daily's Place crowd as stars. It's just, they've not had it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't think either of them have the it factor, honestly. Yeah. uh, It's very much missing something. Yeah. um, Which was further underlined uh on uh, last night's battle of the belt show um mm. but, uh, very quickly let's go ahead and talk about what happened on this show i will say i've not had a chance to watch either rampage or collision so nor i just going to go over some of the highlights from that on the rampage side uh kingston uh defended the continental crown against wheeler yuda i heard this okay. awesome match so i'll definitely be checking that out um Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy have decided to join up with Mark Briscoe. Oh, poor Mark. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy, has it, has it been said if Jeff Hardy got a fine from Daniel Bryan about his, uh, his tweet about being in the, the rampage zone? 
Well, he also made a comment apparently in this promo that they did with Mark Briscoe about Rampage beating Dynamite in the ratings. So I guess they're heels now? By which uh, metric was he using for that? I have no idea. The made up uh, Hardy metric? In in the Hardy compound, this was watched more. Um, Uh. You you said you wanted to say some things, by the way, about uh, Matt Hardy's current um, social life (laughs) issues. I mean, Look, Rebby Hardy has forever been a sloppy, uh, drama-fueled person. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, and it seems like there's some trouble at the Hardy homestead here. Uh, looks like they're heading towards separation or divorce, by what we can tell. Um, unless somehow this is going to be worked into an angle, which I don't really see. Um, yeah, but, make, uh, make money with that, guys. Good luck. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any oh. sense. You know what? The making money thing. Sorry. I want to go back to dynamite real quick. Oh, okay. Um, so there was a segment where they had Roddy strong beat Brian Keith. It was a fun match. Oh yeah. You want to talk about these guys, Brian Keith, you know, he's, he's starting to, uh, you know, become gel. Uh, yeah. Gel with the AW roster. I have no mm-hmm. doubt if he isn't signed, he's going to be signed soon. Him and Roddy. Very good. Very fun. Roddy's a very excellent worker. With the United Kingdom coming out, we are in week two. Undisputed oh, Kingdom. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. Undisputed. <laughs> we are in week two of the Undisputed Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's maybe 2,500 people at Daly's Place. Yeah. It felt like they gave zero shits. Yeah, a little bit. And I can see why. So you've got Adam Cole, who has a fucked up foot and will have mm-hmm. that foot for a considerable time forward yeah you have the kingdom who have been set up as absolute goober jobbers Mm -hmm. you have roddy who started as a killer but got turned into ned flanders in a wheelchair (laughs) yeah and then fucking wardlow shows up looking like he's at towson hot bagel on a sunday morning (laughs) i mean who doesn't want that everything bagel on a on a cool sunday morning He's got fucking sleep hair. He's wearing a hoodie. He's wearing sweatpants. I wouldn't have been surprised if he was wearing Crocs. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm not. I'm not typically in the realm. Again, OG Justin Schlegel. I'm not typically in that realm of like presentation. Yes, there are sometimes we've talked about the street fight thing. You yeah. know, jeans tucked into boots, yeah. white shirt, all that stuff. Wardlow is supposed to be this killing machine. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be this beast of a man. And he looks like he's going to haggle you on weed. Like I I don't, (laughs) he has like his aura was all he had left. He had fry cook aura. Yeah. Like (laughs) he was a walking yawn. Like, I don't know what, why they did that. Like I saw, I saw some people on Twitter. God bless people on Twitter. They're like, Oh, he's, he's wearing a hoodie that says wolves because he's a wolf in sheep's clothing and he's going to turn on everyone. Oh my God. I, I can see where the Bray Wyatt fans went. Yeah. I was going to say the war of the undisputed kingdom has begun. If, if I were Tony Khan, I would cut bait so fast on this. On the undisputed kingdom. Yeah. There's there's nothing there. I mean, without Max, yeah. yeah. 
Because there's nobody uh, opposing them, really. It's just random guys they're fighting, you know? The the closest thing they have is, oh, okay, uh, uh, Roddy's going to go for the international title. And Wardlow is going to go for the world title, then give it to Adam Cole. Yeah, but we already had Joe versus Wardlow. And it wasn't that good. It wasn't. Because, again, Wardlow's a guy that just is missing something. Yes. Yes. And now he has even less of it. And yeah. I, I was frankly embarrassed for him watching the, that segment. The most egregious thing about, you know, this undisputed kingdom thing is that now we don't get to listen to kill switch engage for Roddy's entrance song. We have this terrible fucking undisputed, no offense, Mikey ruckus, uh, but you know, you're no kill switch engage. Yeah. I, I'm sure he would agree with that sentence, but uh, yeah, very weird. Um, elsewhere on Rampage, uh, Swerve beat Matt Seidel in about four and a half minutes. Really just, you know, this guy's that long, huh? Yeah, turns out. Uh, Private Party cut a promo where they challenge Top Flight and Action Andretti. They want two of them in a tag match anytime soon. Okay. Uh, Hikaru Shida defeated Queen Aminata. I think okay. I said that this time. Yes. Uh, and then uh, there was a segment with Soraya and Ruby Soho and all that for the whole uh uh, what's his name? Angelo Parker romance thing. Who gives a shit? Okay. The main event was a comedy match for, uh, again, the whole Brody Lee to do as it was evil. Uno, John Silver and Alex Reynolds seconded by minus one defeating Jake Hager, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Um, I thought the dark order went heel. Dude. I don't know. I can't care about the dark order. I just don't have the, 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 the bandwidth to, I don't care. Yeah. And then last night was collision mm-hmm. and, uh, we had, uh, and a battle of the belts and battle of the belts. Yeah. It was a three hour block. So, Ooh. uh, we had the next installment of what they're calling the cope open. That's terrible. Let's not do that. Yeah. Did Jericho give you that idea? Let's yeah. not. <laughs> Who came up with this? Let yeah, us. You don't have to name the- every fucking segment, guys. Yeah. Uh, Adam Copeland, uh, open challenge. Lee Moriarty answered. And okay. uh, they actually took the time to try to make Lee look like a star. He also has two new t-shirts in shop AEW store. So he probably designed them both and got them oh, up he, in there. So he yeah. absolutely did. Yeah, they yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, great. But, if this is them saying they're finally going to do something with Lee Moriarty, like, no, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> it was just point. edge checking off his list of people he wants to work with. Uh, and by the way, uh, I know I texted you about this. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if anybody out there has been watching the, the Percy Jackson and the Olympians series on, uh, on D plus here. Uh, but he finally showed up. We knew he was going to be in it. Um, playing Ares, the God of war. Um, not super great on the acting side of things is old cope here. Um, you can kind of, you can tell that he's acting is how I, how I put it. Well, uh, and again, it's maybe a little more distracting for me knowing that he's, you know, a wrestler that I've seen go push, right, you right. know, spear people through flaming tables and power bomb twinks through other flaming tables. But I lose myself in what Dave Batista and John Cena do. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Well, not as, I will say not as much. Like, I feel like Batista especially can really suck me into something because yeah. he's really found, yeah, you know, his, 
his niche. He's becoming uh, a character actor, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The the dramatic side of Dave Batista, not anything I thought I would ever be saying, uh, really comes through. Every now and then, I, I can you know forget that John Cena is John Cena and see him as a character, but more often than not, you know, yeah, Cena's just not- Cena doing Cena stuff. But, you know, I feel like, and Dwayne is clearly Dwayne. Dwayne. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, not a lot of range on Dwayne. It feels like um, they even rewrite scripts just to make Dwayne's character more Dwayne-esque. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely the hierarchy, I think. It's it's yeah. Batista, Cena, Dwayne, Copeland, I guess, yeah, would be. Of those. Right. Missing anybody else big? I mean, uh, you know. Not big. Uh, I mean, you know, the Miz has popped up in a bunch of different things, but that's yeah, but I've never watched them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I would <laughs> say those are the big ones. Why would you say Adam Copeland is kind of a giant whiff on that show? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. I can't say I'm surprised, but knowing that he was on like some show, Vikings, yeah, I Vikings think. was on History Channel, I think. I don't know, but multiple seasons worth. Yeah, but again, that's not like prestige. You yeah, know, TV or anything like that. And I'm not saying that Percy Jackson is, but at least that's got like the promotion, the Disney promotional machine behind it and everything. He showed up to the premiere looking like a total fucking dork, too. Did you see that photo of him in like this purple, ridiculous suit? No, no. Oh, yeah. Up. It's it's laughable. Well, speaking of laughable, Chris, yeah. it was a Ring of Honor World six man tag team title match on collision last Who night the champs i forget uh, oh it's uh, uh, uh yeah that's right Taylor leone and brian cage yeah yeah yeah. um they went against a group that existed for a week did not exist for a very long time and are a group once again lance archer and the righteous with jake roberts first oh, of God. all i now know you guys definitely listen because i complained about this exact thing And I might be the only person who would have in any way, shape or form brought up Lance Archer and the righteous. Mm -hmm. They lost, of course. Oh yeah. Uh, So there's that. Um, But it looks like uh, we're going to be having a uh, ring of honor world, six man tag title match on dynamite this week. The mogul embassy going against the bullet club gold trio of Jay white and the guns. So, okay. Interesting. Uh, matchup, especially if this means we're going to have more with Jay White and Swerve eventually. I do have to give Jay White some props. Um, despite showing, just looking like he was in a grunge band showing out the past couple weeks and just like a flannel and, and whatever, and not his cool jacket and ring gear. Um, when the guns were doing their backstage, uh, or Bull Club was doing their backstage promo with Renee and the acclaim pop up and everything. Mm-hmm. And Short gun. I always get them confused. I'm not even sure which one's which. I believe uh, that's Colton. Sure. He, he, they're both kind of dummies. Uh, yes. Shoot dummies. Yeah. Um, and they're leaning that, into it as their gimmick now, which I love. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that he's from uh, the United Kingdom. And, you know, Renee corrects them, saying that he's from New Zealand. And Jay White just, like, better acting than I saw Adam Copeland do on Percy Jackson. Like, they're just just go with it, Renee. They're already – they're idiots. Uh, and then he goes <laughs> yeah. into his promo. Like, that was – that that's some smooth shit right there from Jay White. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like, I like Jay a lot on the mic. Um, yeah. You know, very natural. I, thi- I think, um, they've definitely been start stop with him in AEW. Yeah. I mean, look, he main evented a pay-per-view, so you can't sit here and say that they aren't yeah. behind him, but it was very bumpy on the way to that first main event, uh, mm-hmm. pay-per-view. And, um, 
you know, he's a star. Like he, he's definitely, I realized when we've been talking lately about like, okay, if Kenny Omega is gone, if Max is gone, you know, if yeah. all these people are gone, who's going to be in the main event picture. I don't think we've mentioned Jay's name. I know we talked about swerve Joe hangman Osprey, mm-hmm. all these other guys like Jay's right there. And, yeah. and I think he can absolutely be inserted into the mix at any time. Um, we had uh, Dustin Rhodes against Willie Mack. Okay. Dustin with, I guess, a bionic ankle uh, defeated Willie Mack. When are we getting uh, that uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, retirement tour? Oh, yeah. well, that's a great, that's a great we, question because that ticket, uh, because he got confronted by Christian cage last night and they're going to be doing a TNT title. He match just can't Dynamite. help himself. Kenny. No, no, he can't. He, dead dads. Yep, he definitely brought up uh, Dusty uh, on that show. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Christian, bless you. Hangman Adam Page went one. Went. Bleh, let me try running that back. Hangman Adam Page went one on one. Did he now with JD Drake from the Workhorseman? Okay. Uh, apparently, this was very, very good, uh, which doesn't surprise me, as though JD Drake and oh fuck, I can't remember his name, but I'll just say the Workhorseman as yeah. a duo. Anthony Henry's the other guy. There you go. Um, they are ice cold to the AEW audience. Mm-hmm. But they're really fucking good in ring. So it's not just a clever name. It's not just a clever name. Correct. Unlike the shitty Beatles. <laughs> that's that's a team that Turbo Floyd's on. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they the Outrunners? I think so. Or is that a different team? No, no, I think you're right. I think okay. you're right. Um, Turbo but, Floyd. Of course. Hangman won, uh, but uh, I, I kind of want to check that out because, again, I think those guys are really, really good, and I think if given the opportunity, they could show up and shine out, but... I mean, are they anything more than talent enhancement? Are they going to be tag champs? I, I'm not going to say they could be tag champs, but, like, especially right now when the tag <laughs> title division really needs to be built around tag teams again, put them in, man. Like, I, I think there's something there. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo had her AEW in-ring debut against Red Velvet. I'm pleased to tell you that this gigantic signing from Impact was really just it was a respectful response from the crowd at best. <laughs> Didn't she main event a dynamite? I mean, what are we talking I, about? That we were there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean it's not I mean, I guess under the AEW umbrella that was a Ring of Honor match, but yeah. I mean let's be honest here. And it was yeah. that was mid. So I'm not expecting huge things from Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, um, so that that was a real quick turnaround on uh, Deanna Prazo from the AEW crowd. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes on the road to presumably her versus Tony at Revolution. Sure. Uh, Hook defeated Kevin Matthews. It was a squash, and then the main event was House of Black. Wasn't that uh, the kid's name from Boy Meets World? Corey Matthews. Corey was, Matthews. Okay. Mr. Matthews. Mr. Ma- yeah, Mr. Phoenix saying Mr. Matthews. Yeah, <laughs> and a K. <laughs> have, have you seen the holdovers yet? I have seen the holdovers. Uh, Paul Giamatti giving real Feeny vibes in that movie. Yes. Yeah. A little, maybe, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like suicidally depressed Feeny. But yeah, still, well, there Feeny were those special episodes of Boy Meets World where Mr. Feeny got deep. But yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah no, I understand. Highly recommend the holdovers if you guys haven't very, uh, very seen good. it. I think it's on, on the cock right now. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but then the main event was a uh, house of black Brody King, buddy Matthews and Malachi black against FTR Gosh, and Daniel Mark. Garcia. Uh, 
you know, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, the House of Black ended up winning, but they brawled afterwards and okay. know, FTR and Garcia got to stand tall as Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara were brawling with Ricky Starks and Big Bill outside, which mm. took us to the Battle of the Belt show. Now, did uh, Judas play the entire time throughout this brawl like it did during their um, schmaz at Daly's place to hide all the booze from Chris to Chris Jericho? No, no. Um, no. Thankfully. Uh, that said, though, this was very much a street fight in the style of those first elite JAS mm-hmm. um, DDT style brawls around Daly's place. Yeah. Um, complete with the golf cart returning. Okay, who uh, who who drove the golf cart? Sammy drove it this time. Oh, a little turnabout fair play there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Big Bill got suplexed onto a car, which turned out to belong to one former Ring of Honor TV champion, Rhett Titus. <laughs> a very like he, good, terrible, popped, very bad, no good day or for Rhett Titus. He, he popped up on screen <laughs> like, hey, that's my car. So Yeah, yeah. it's a rental. You're fine, Rhett. <laughs> um the finish was uh sammy diving off of a big lighting rig uh powerhouse hobbs pulls starks away uh sammy goes through the breakaway stage and starks gets the pin one two three so they are champs for another day thank god um and i guess sammy took what 50 falling damage from that uh, stupid some, spot there something like that something yeah, like that okay. we, oh we, i realized we didn't talk about this uh uh, Sammy and Starks had a match on dynamite, which a had the most sudden roll up finish I've yeah. seen in some time, but man, Sammy, Sammy looked real rusty out there. Yeah. And I, something about, a, I mean, I guess he's a grown man. He still looks like a teenager, but a grown man wearing Buzz Lightyear yeah. colored underwear on, on national TV. Look, and that's who they are. I and I get that, and that's fine. But if I'm supposed to take you seriously as a yeah. you know badass professional wrestler, that's probably not it. Yeah, yeah, not not really the best scenario there. Put your um, underoos away, and you know, <laughs> just do your shit. I don't know, or just go away. I'm fine with that too. Uh, Julia Hart retained the TBS Championship over Anna J. Uh-huh. Uh, I will just read. This part from the review on the observer uh, fitting of the house of black. This match was in the death spot. They didn't do much to overcome it. <laughs> uh, was a uh, the sky blue get involved in any way? Uh, no, weirdly enough. Um, I, I do have to say the, the spooky tinge to sky blue is really nice. <laughs> considering she does have a late 90s early aughts hot topic girl vibe i can totally <laughs> understand why that is ticking a box for you right in my wheelhouse right there i'm right there with you unfortunately that dump truck don't hurt either <laughs> <laughs> and then the main event was orange cassidy retaining uh the international title over preston vance um apparently it was preston vance's best singles match in AEW, but still not very good yeah um, okay but- all this takes us to Dynamite this Wednesday, uh, which is going to be where are they? Uh, I don't even know where they are. Doesn't matter. Uh, Ring of Honor six man tag title: Gates of Agony and Brian Cage against Jay White and the Guns. Okay. Christian Cage will be defending the TNT title against Dustin Rhodes. We'll hear from the Young Bucks, and sponsored by the Suicide Squad video game, 
Oh, Samoa Joe defending the AEW world title against Hook. R.I.P. Hook. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, Joe not... voices uh, uh, what's the shark's name? King Shark. King Shark. He voices yeah. King Shark in the game. Yeah, it's what Suicide Squad kills the Justice League is the title of the game. Something like that. It's and gotten some bad reviews. Yeah, uh, it, it's apparently garbage. So, yeah, um, IGN motherfucked it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, IGN motherfucked it. Yeah. Like, where a seven is as low as low go. Right. Yeah, um, they gave it like a four and a half or something. Yeah. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not looking great for the Suicide Squad. But really, Chris, is there anything more DC than them trying to become relevant by latching onto someone else and then immediately being struck down terribly? I mean, that's that's their whole thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you got to com- promote that terrible DC corporate synergy right there. That's what they do. They're keeping it going. That said... Uh-huh. So the last time we had a match sponsored by a video game, do you think this will be the crowning of the inaugural King Shark Championship? <laughs> uh, I hope Joe comes out with a shark head on. <laughs> it's going to be full LL Cool J, deepest blue as it's going to be like a shark's fin. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. <laughs>